0: gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrive market.com slash truth talks. You're listening to truth talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love and live God's word. My name is Tara and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of His Word so that you can live for Him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. As you can tell by the title, we're going there today, friend. We're talking about the Trinity. I know this can sometimes seem like an ominous and confusing and... Just this topic that we can't fully wrap our minds around, but I have my amazing friend Tara Lee Cobble of The Bible Recap on the show today, and we're talking about it. We're going there. We're going to dive into the different roles of the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. We're going to talk about how they're different, yet how they all need to work together, why God needs to be three people in one, and really unpack this because as Tara Lee says, as I love to say, we can't be in relationship with the Lord. We can't really walk the true, genuine Christian life without knowing God and Knowing God as a trinity is so, so important. This is his identity. So stay tuned. We're talking all about it. Tara Lee also has a Bible study that she wrote with Lifeway that talks about this topic, about the Father, Son, and the Spirit. And so today in the conversation, we're giving you just a little sneak peek of it. So stay tuned, lean in. We're covering a lot of ground today, but I promise you, it's good. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Tara Lee. Hey friends, welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us today. This is kind of crazy because we have two Taras on the conversation today, which I have never been able to say before, but I have my amazing friend Tara Lee here. You guys probably already know this amazing lady. If you've heard of the Bible Recap, if you've heard of any of that goodness, her podcast, the actual Bible Recap resource, this is the girl behind it all. Um, we are so excited to have you here, Tara Lee. Thank you for being here. Just want to send you a big virtual hug through through the microphone through this morning. Um, for those who may not know you or want to hear a little bit more about you personally, before we start our conversation today, before we go all in, Would you share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and all of the sweet things?
1: I am Tara Lee Cobble. You can call me Tara Lee or TLC. Those are my initials. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I live in Dallas, Texas in a little concrete box in the sky, which makes my heart so happy. Um, I just love, I love not having a lawn, (laughs) not having to maintain (laughs) any kind of, I'm like just as little responsibility as possible (laughs) directed toward home maintenance or apartment maintenance. So, um, so yeah, I, I do the Bible recap and where we help people read through the Bible and understand and love what they're reading, not just read it, but understand it and love it. Um, I lead a network of Bible studies called D Group, Discipleship Group, that meet in homes and churches and online every week. And um, I lead trips to Israel, where we take people to study the Bible on site. And I write some books and do some speaking engagements and sort of the heart of everything that I do, all, all, all four of those components are driving toward the singular goal of knowing and loving God. So biblical literacy, I believe, is truly the path to loving God. Otherwise, we just sort of get this secondhand idea of who he is from other people and not from encountering him directly. So everything I do is geared toward biblical literacy with the end goal of knowing and loving God more. And so that's, uh, that's the overarching view of who I am and how I spend my days. Um, and I also really love um, Puffins and Coldplay play. I and, love it. And wind turbines <laughs> and um, New York City. Those are my favorites. <laughs> I
0: love it. I love every single aspect. And before we hopped on this call, when we are recording, I saw your stories that you've been obsessively eating saltines, which is probably yeah, another- I can't
1: stop. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> um, I, like, I, don't- <laughs> I never have, never have I ever been into saltines and Was I'm just-
0: like- was it like just this weird craving? It's just like I had, just sounds good or like browsing the store?
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, when I lost my, I got COVID in the fall yeah. and I yeah. lost my taste and smell. And the only thing that I cared to eat for a while was saltines. And, yeah. you know, so I, I like ate saltines when I had COVID mm-hmm. and, um, And then I just had like a craving for them the other day and I bought a box and I was like, I finished this box in four days. There are four sleeves. I've been eating a sleeve a day. And like, I woke up in the middle of the night last night and went and got a a sleeve of saltines and just chowing down in my bed. And so this morning I wake up and there are all these crumbs in there. I'm like, I am an animal. I've got to be stopped.
0: It honestly made made my day because at least my household, me and my husband, we're going through saltines like crazy too. And like, Oh, (laughs) like, yeah, I I mean, I think, you know, it's kind of the thing, like I wasn't super sick when I first found out, I was pregnant, but like, it's just the thing people tell you to eat when you're sick in general. Like not even pregnant, just like you have Mm -hmm. the flu, you eat saltines. And and then my husband, like he got super nostalgic and he's like, I grew up like eating these. Like, I don't know if you grew up eating, like my mom grew up eating them with like butter on them. Like, she just, like, put butter on them, like, okay. so their family did. It's so random. But, like, so it's just so nostalgic for everyone. And so, like, he will do the same thing where he'll come into bed, like, and I'll wake up and I'll be like, there's saltine crumbs in the bed. Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm like, that is, like, it's, and they're honestly, like, the worst. They're, like, really, like, hard and <laughs> <poking> Yeah. <out." laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I have just to bring that up because I saw it right before we on the call and I thought that was amazing. Um, because I don't think you're alone. I think there's a lot of us who Good are obsessed to
1: know. With this. Yeah, I asked people, I was like, help me figure out what's wrong with me. And everybody's like, there's nothing wrong with you. They're just delicious.
0: Yes, they are. You're so right. You're so right. Oh my gosh. Never feel bad about it. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love your passion for biblical literacy, and I know that there have there like I'm not discounting times before, but I really think, and maybe it's just because of the climate of our world, that people are so desperate to learn about biblical literacy that they. Mm-hmm are seeing a need for it. And maybe because there's so much information out there that it gets really confusing. It's like, how do I root out what's true and what's not? And so I'm really encouraged by people's desire, at least to be like, okay, I want to be teachable. I want, I want to learn this. So I think it's an amazing time. It's always an amazing time, but right now it's, it's so cool to see how the Bible recap is really taking off and all the groups and everything, but just want to encourage you in that. I just, it's really awesome to see. But uh, before we talk about our conversation today, we're talking about a heavier topic. But um, man, Tara Lee has an amazing way of breaking this down in a recent resource that she came out with. But okay, friend, I want to know, what is one of your favorite things at the moment besides saltines? I love I love getting to ask my, my guests on the show what they're loving. It can literally be the most random things. If you want to say saltines, you can. But It can literally be the most random thing in the entire world. We've had everything under the sun. So I just want to know what you're loving because maybe we will start loving it too. Oh, so I can't get a saltine sponsorship out of
1: this? <laughs> I We can try. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, right now I'm loving something that is... Um, not something you can go buy in a store. I, I um, switched churches r- last year and mm-hmm. um, I have just been spending, t- I've been trying to take some time to get to know the people in my church community, like in my community yeah. group, like having, having people over for coffee and then having people over in groups of like five to six people and just really trying to be intentional about getting to know people. And that has been so incredible because mm-hmm. some of the people that I wouldn't have expected to be friends with, Um, I'm really loving watching their life and what the Lord's doing through it. And, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just so encouraged by the body of Christ. And one of the things that drew me to this church, I love a small church and it's about 150 people. And I walked in and I saw, um, people of all different ages, probably 20 different ethnicities, um, Mm, people who are millionaires and people who are homeless, all in the same building at the same time, worshiping the same God. And just coming alongside each other, serving each other, caring for each other. Um and I was like this is incredible. This is mm-hmm. like it uh it just was such a picture of the kingdom. And so I yeah. am loving my church community. That's what I'm Ugh. loving.
0: No, I yeah. love it. And honestly, no one has brought that up. I know that, you know, we, we all have different experiences with church, but I love that you said that as what you're loving right now, because I was super convicted the other day. Like we have been in this weird spot of, of just where church is at for a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the way the world is. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, we can't keep coasting on, on online. Or, I mean, there's circumstances where you need to do that. So I'm not discrediting that, but man, just uh, my husband and I have just gone back to, um, we did some church hopping when we first got married and we're like, I don't know where we, where we should land, where where God wants us right now. And we finally found a spot that we're really excited about. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I told Michael, I'm like, I want to get plugged in. I want to get involved. I want to know people. And, and that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. One of the biggest things about going to church and actually going, like getting up and getting dressed and like going out to your church instead of like in front of your laptop. And so Man, I am so encouraged by that, and I think a lot of us will be challenged by that, like wherever we're at in our in our church like
1: experience mm-hmm. right now, because it's
0: needed, and maybe maybe we all need the, that kick in the pants, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, but, I'm telling you, it's it's so encouraging to find a, a good church. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and, it, and it's really awesome t- too, just to hear that, like, you know, you're, you're taking that initiative, which I think we can all do no matter like, if we live, like you said, in an apartment in Texas, or we have a huge house or mm-hmm. we still live with our parents, there's some really cool ways to, to host and to serve and to get involved. So man, I love yeah. that.
1: My or you can are just go in to- on a walk. If it's like, if you don't yeah. have the oh, space true. to host someone, if you don't have yeah. the money to go meet somebody for coffee, you can just go on a walk. Like, I love that. Yeah. yeah it's
0: so great Oh, That's that's a yeah. really good idea. Just inviting people, kind of get out of your bubble, um, yeah. looking to different people. Like, man, I've always said I'm an old soul. So like, man, if you go out and you can just invite like the sweetest little old lady to coffee or <laughs> take someone of any age and oh man, it's really awesome to hear that yeah. you're loving that uh, the church body that you're in. So yeah. man, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Oh, I love
1: welcome. that. Even better That's than great. saltines.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean.
1: Saltines for the soul.
0: True. Wait, that's something right there. You should. You should I think there's already
1: chick, chicken soup for the soul, but the saltines okay. could go with the chicken soup.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can make it its own thing. Yeah. If yeah. it ever goes somewhere, it's it started here. Okay, you guys. Started started, it started right. here. That's <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. So fun. Well, we have so much to dive into today. And Tara Lee and I were talking, friends, just before we recorded and we're like, there's so much that we could dive into in this topic, but we're just going to kind of skim the surface and just kind of get to the why, and define a few things because, man, we're, we're going there today. We're going to be talking about the Trinity, about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The reason why this kind of came to mind was because recently Tara Lee came out with a Bible study called He's Where the Joy Is, and it's all about the Trinity, all about the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So, friend, I would love to hear, first of all, just tell us a little bit about that study. Give us a little peek, and then mainly, like, how God led you to write this, like, for this time, like, Just this last year, how it all came
1: to be? Yeah, that's a great question. So, uh, I how it came to be. I'll start with that. I had a meeting with the team at Lifeway and my agent, and they were like, "You know, we'd love for you to write a Bible study. Here are some topics we have in mind. Is there anything that you have in mind?" And Mm -hmm. um, so they brought their list of ideas. I brought my list of ideas, and we talked through all of them. And afterward. My agent called me and she was like, Terry, Lee, I feel like it's pretty obvious what you're supposed to write about. And I was like, it is? We (laughs) talked about like 15 different ideas and I don't know. She's like, are you kidding me? You lit up. When you were talking about I've never seen you so excited as when you were talking about the Trinity. She was like, Did you not realize how much the dynamic changed when you started talking about that? That you were so excited about it. And I was like, I did not realize that. And she was That's like, awesome. Uh yeah, duh, you're supposed to write about the Trinity. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And that night I was I was like talking to the Lord and I literally I just started sobbing and was so grateful. I'm like, if I get to write a Bible study about the Trinity, like what an honor. What a gift. I was like, I I really hope they say yes to this idea. I hope LifeWay approves (laughs) it. And they did. They gave it the thumbs up and I was just like, this is amazing. And um, I learned. So the reason Mm. I wanted to write about it was because I felt like, I knew a lot about the Trinity and was very excited about the Trinity. And um, so I'm just thinking like, oh, this is great. This is a topic that I feel like I'm, you know, not an expert on by any means, but that I'm well informed about. And as I was studying for this and doing all the research, holy smokes, Tara, like I learned so much. Yeah. Like, and some of the things I thought I knew I was wrong about. And that Mm -hmm. was really cool. It was really amazing. I love learning new stuff. I love do you know being wrong just means there's more truth for me to learn, and that's I want to learn the truth. Yeah, I want to learn. Yeah. I want to learn. So correct yeah. me. Like that's a prayer I pray every day, is for God to correct any lies that I believe about Him or anything I misunderstand. That's good. And boy, did He do it in this study. <laughs> like He, and th- there was nothing like that I would say was like a major thing that I was off about. But the the smaller things that I mm-hmm. ha- that I learned through this were just the little nuances and the little tweaks in my understanding made such a huge difference in the way I relate to God and the way I I know and understand him. And I'm just so grateful for it. Um.
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid year check in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Truth Talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Truth Talks.
1: So that was sort of how it came to be that I wrote about it. And what was the other part of that question? Oh, Um, just a little bit about the Trinity, about the study. Yeah. Um, Just a
0: little bit about the study. Again, we're not giving it all away. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the study is, is, uh, I had, I like asked Lifeway for permission to build some bonuses into the study. Um, so it's like six chapters and you have, you know, the, the daily study work that you do, but there are these other components that I wanted to throw in there to sort of build it out so that we become doers of the word and not hearers only like James one says. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the ways that I wanted to build that out was I wanted to have like a weekly practical response to what we've learned. Yeah. The weekly challenge is what we call that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted us to be memorizing scripture about uh, the Trinity and about who God is. And so there's this scripture memory portion and we have a song for that. So that that's how I learn scripture is by song. So this is yeah. literally just me singing into my phone <laughs> to help you memorize scripture. <laughs> um, and that's, so I'm just like, here's the tool I use. You're welcome to use it too. And, um, then we have a prayer walk where we give you these prompts. So every week we encourage you to go on a 30 minute prayer walk with these three different prompts for each set of 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to like build out these other components to fill out the study. So it's not just this thing you do with your mind. It's this thing you do with your body and your heart and like all of these aspects kind of get involved. Um, to fill it out. But basically it's a look at the Trinity as a whole unity and diversity of the Trinity. Um, and then we spend a chapter on each of the three persons of the Trinity. We see the way that, um, our understanding of the Trinity impacts our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And, um, this is really the way you view God, what you know about God shows up in, there's no second of your life that is untouched Mm. by the way you view God. It impacts everything. And so that's why I think it's really helpful to have this formative understanding and um I think people think that the trinity is this inaccessible idea that it's yeah. beyond our understanding and granted we will never understand all of the aspects of the trinity but we can understand sure. more than we do right now. That's I can good. know him more than I do right now and that's mm-hmm. what I'm after because like the title says, he's where the joy is. And I'm after the joy. I want the joy. Mm-hmm. Give me all of it. And if he's where it is, I want more. Tap, awesome. tap tap, it in for that one. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this study's about.
0: I love it. And that was such a good description of it. I went through it when it first came out and, you know, honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, grew up, you know, in the church, learned about the Trinity, thought I knew most about him again, which I probably fundamentally, yes, but there's just all these little things too. And, you know, the diversity, but also the unity of the Trinity that it was just so cool. And it all, like you said, it all comes back to helping us know and love God. I'm actually, you know, in the middle of the project that I'm working on, I was writing something the other day about how, when we know someone, I made the example of my, my dad or my husband, I I'm such, I'm such a daddy's girl. So I just, I just kind of drew from that metaphor. And I said, I have known my dad since I was so young, but I've gotten to know him, not just the small details, like what his favorite ice cream flavor is, but who he actually is, like who his character is. And I've learned that from the Lord is that the more that we know who God is, His character, His heart, His attributes, the more we'll love Him, and then the more we'll be able to understand how He calls us to live. It's just this huge trickle mm-hmm. effect, which I know is which I know is what you're after, Tara Lee. Just no, not just surface level, but moving that literacy into knowing and loving God, and so. I really think that it came through in this study and I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to talk about it because yeah, we want you to do the study with us, but we're really excited to break down some of this today because like you said, it, it is often super intimidating for people. And I would be lying if I said I was never intimidating or intimidated by this idea of the Trinity. So in, in the church, if you've grown up in the church and, or if you just have joined a church, meaning you become a Christian, you've been a part of the body of Christ. We hear a lot of lingo on social media or in, sermons or things like that. And we hear about the Trinity. And it can be complex and confusing for us to understand the fact that God can be three persons in one. So I have a question, Tara Lee. How is it possible? <laughs> <laughs> how is it possible for God to be three people? For us, it's so hard to wrap our minds around because I'm like, I'm Tara. I'm one person. Like that is the only person about me. It just makes sense logically. But God is three three persons in one. So how is that possible? And then why, why does he need to be three people in one?
1: (laughs) Well, what I'm not going to do is give you an analogy for this because every analogy really falls short, um, Mm, and leads us down some path of accidental heresy. Mm. Uh, so there are lots of heresies about the Trinity and we've listed, we actually have a page of heresies in the Bible study, like here, all the ways that you can get this wrong. (laughs) And, um, one of the most common ones, I think, uh, that we get this idea of who the Trinity is, we is we get, we have these analogies of like, oh, it's three leaves of a clover, you know, or oh, it's yeah. like the parts of an yeah. egg, or it's like the faces of water. Um, none of that is right. All that is wrong and leads mm-hmm. you into heresy. And um, so, for instance, the water one, the, the water can't, it's not going to be in the same three states at the same time, the water, yeah. steam and ice. Mm-hmm. and so what that the the heresy that that leads us into is called modalism yeah. which is that god is one person who transforms into three different states so like a lot of people who who believe in modalism believe that god started out as the father and sure. then he became the son mm-hmm. and then he became the spirit and so there's a lot that's wrong with that because um it doesn't show us the unity of the trinity as far as like them coexisting eternally together, right? right. And um, we we miss the beauty of that, um, and we miss the, like there's there are verses in scripture that clearly indicate all three persons are present. So, for instance, when Jesus is baptized in the water, Jesus, the God the Son, is being baptized in the water. God the Father's voice is speaking from the heavens, saying, "This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased." Mm-hmm. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is descending like a dove on him. And so all three persons of the Trinity are present in the same scene. And again, at creation, we see uh, that God created man in his image. And uh, and when it talks about God creating, when it talks about the creation of the earth and the creation of man, we see that this plural form is used, mm-hmm. uh, let us make man in our image right.
0: is what God yeah. says.
1: And so there is this indication that, oh, there's, there's a, we here, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, who is God talking to? Cause he has not you know, like, so there's this, there's this, there are these, um, instances at the beginning of the old Testament and the beginning of the new Testament, where we see God, the father, God, the son, God, the spirit, all in the same frame of the story. And it's kind of hidden, it's kind of this buried, like when you say, let us make man in our image, the, the scripture doesn't go on to explain who it's talking about and mm-hmm. it doesn't explain. Here's, let me unpack the doctrine of the Trinity for you. Moses doesn't right. say that or do that. Like we're just right. kind of like, what? <laughs> and so there's an analogy that um, a theologian um, sp- spoke of that I think is really helpful. Not an analogy of the Trinity, but an analogy of how the Trinity shows up in scripture. And um, it's like this in the old Testament, There's a room and the lights are off, but all the furniture is in place. All the furniture is in the room and you're moving through the room and you sort of feel around and you're like, I think that's a couch. I think that feels like a couch there. That feels, oh, that feels like a table. I maybe bumped my shin, you know? Mm, Um, And then in the New Testament, that's where the lights get, the light switch gets flipped on and all the furniture is in the exact same place. Nothing changes Mm -hmm. from Old Testament to New Testament. You're just able to see it more clearly. And you're like, oh, that's what that was. Oh, that, oh I, thought it, I thought it was a coffee table, but it wasn't. It was, you know, <laughs> whatever, a right. console, you know. Um, and so you begin to see things more clearly in the New Testament. But the Old Testament lays out the framework and it's all set up for us there. But when Jesus comes... And when the spirit comes, we begin to understand these things. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting because like that's how most prophecies work is through this right. progressive revelation. You get information and then later you get more information and then you get more information. And then you look back and you go, oh, that's what that was. Right. Um, and so you know, it's like when Vanna White on Wheel of Fortune and my parents watch Wheel of Fortune every night. Yeah. And I go home oh, and yeah. I watch them, and like you'll think, oh, it's this and then it's not that. Oh, it's that, and then it's not that. And then they <laughs> flip great. another letter, they flip another letter, and you're like. What is this? How is how am I missing it? And then you eventually mm-hmm. you're like, oh now I see. Makes sense. Uh-huh. That's what scripture does for us with our understanding of the Trinity. Oh and I love I love that. Yeah, me too. I, I like I think it's very helpful because it's probably more information than my brain could absorb at <laughs> at, at one time. I need yeah. to have things laid out for me piece by piece. Yes. And, Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. The problem with monotheistic religions. Uh, again, Christianity is a monotheistic religion. We believe in one God who exists in three persons, but the problem with other monotheistic religion, the problem, I'll start over. The problem with other monotheistic religions is that God cannot be eternally, infinitely loving because mm-hmm. God would have had no one to love. And so with the Trinity, the three persons of God eternally coexisting together, they existed in love, in joy, in peace before they ever created mankind. And mankind was created out of the overflow of that love, which is so reassuring because it means God doesn't need anything from us. He didn't make us because he was bored, because he had this perfect communion within himself. (laughs) And so uh, that is one of the most beautiful aspects of the Trinity is that it shows us how God can be and is eternally loving, that he is love. And we were born out of the overflow of that.
0: Wow. I love that. You know, honestly- I have never really understood it that way until doing the study, until hearing it. And I think that is such a vital aspect to grasp because I think some of us think, well, why does God need to be like if God is who he says he is? Because, you know, we refer to God probably the most or, mm-hmm. you know, or Jesus, Jesus the Son. And we think, okay, if God is everything he says he is, then why does he need to be three distinct? people in one. And so I love how you broke that down. I think that really helps us again and know more about God, but then it also tells us more about his character, which you said is absolutely it points to to how much he loves us. Yeah. I love that. And I really appreciate Mm -hmm. you sharing that.
1: thanks. Yeah. I love, I love knowing it about him. It changes everything. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. totally. Totally. And it's just, it just helps you go deeper, um, mm-hmm. taking it from what you know and in, into how much you love him. So mm-hmm. that is amazing. I am so glad we kind of laid that foundation. So when it comes to, cause we talked about, so God, three people in one, he is, like you said, in the beginning, he is diverse yet. He is also unique. He is also just like literally unified. He's all these things in one. And so quickly, let's just kind of talk about the distinct and unique roles of the father then the son, and then the spirit, but then also how they work together. So I'm sure most of us know this, but it's just a good refresher to know, okay, who is the father? What does he do? Who is the son? What does he do? And who's the spirit? What does he do? And then how does it all just mesh beautifully?
1: (laughs) Okay. So um, I'm going to give an example from scripture of how we see the roles of the Trinity playing out in their relationship with mankind. But before I do that, let me back up just a second and talk about, this is one of the things that I learned when I was studying for this, that there are two different ways that we see in scripture that the Trinity functions. The one is their function within themselves Mm. and the other is their function in relationship to mankind. And so the the two different terms for that uh, are the eminent Trinity, which is the way that the Trinity works within themselves and so they are co-equal, co-eternal. They have all existed always. One did not make the other. Mm, yeah. um, and they've they've all always existed within themselves on equal terms, and they have the same will and character and nature. God the Father is not different in nature than God the Son, or different in nature than God the Spirit. And mm-hmm. a lot of people have this view. Um, that like Old Testament God, the Father, he's the angry one. And Jesus, well, thank God he showed up because he's the nice one. And the <laughs> oh, spirit, yeah. he's kind of the weird and quirky one that we don't really understand, but we really like the way he makes us feel during worship services. Um <laughs> yeah. and so it's this idea that they're very different. And usually there's a person of the Trinity that most people are drawn to most. Sure. And um, very rarely is it the father. Very rarely. But what's interesting about this is um Jesus, scripture tells us he is the exact imprint of the father's Mm -hmm. nature. Yeah. That he is the way we see what the father's heart is like. He's the demonstration of the father's heart. Yeah. And the spirit is the spirit of Jesus, which means the spirit has the exact same character and traits and will as the son, Mm -hmm. who, who is the exact imprint of the father. So you see the way that they're all the same here and they've all always been the same. They have the same will and they have the same character. And one of the ways that we know that is because Jesus in Matthew 28, 19, Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. What's important about this verse is that he says the name singular Hmm. of the father and the son and the Holy spirit and in scripture and in Hebrew culture, name represented will and character. Your name told us who you were. So Jesus is using singular name to represent the the plurality of the Trinity here, the the three persons. And so that shows us the unification of their nature and their will. God, the father's character is the same as God, the son's character is the same as God, the spirit's character. And they just react. They relate differently to humanity Mm -hmm. because they have different roles in their relationship with humanity. And that is, so the, the first word was imminent trinity, how they work within themselves. Right. The second word is economic trinity, which is how they work within humanity. Um, and so in the economy of God's relationship with humanity, God the Father is the one who, who gives the commands. God the Son is the one who carries out the commands. God the Spirit is the one who sustains and approves of those those commands. And so God uh, G- God the Father is the one who issues the creation command. Mm-hmm. In Genesis one, God, the son, we find we don't even find out until the new Testament, this information, but in Colossians one and John one, we find out that God, the son is the one who did the manual labor of creation. Jesus built the world. Hmm. Jesus built it. He has this physical relationship with humanity. He, yeah. He's very engaged in the physical. And so we find out that Jesus built the world. Cool. So like <laughs> the the tree that I'm looking at outside my window right now, that's the result of, mm-hmm. of Jesus showing up to, to build the earth. Yeah. And then in Genesis 1, we also see that the spirit is hovering over the surface of the waters that, that God, that Jesus, God, the son has just created mm-hmm. as a result of God, the father's creation command. Same happens in our salvation. God, the father sends the son, God, the son does the physical dying for our sins He raises on the third day and he says, I'm going to send my spirit, hang in there. He's coming. (laughs) And then he sends the spirit to indwell us, which was a brand new thing. Because in the Old Testament, again, remember that phrase progressive revelation that we talked about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that things are uh, changing. It just means there's more to the story. So this is not corrective revelation. This is just progressive revelation. Mm,
0: That's good. So
1: things things may be shifting, but it's not to correct what has been formerly known. So in the Old Mm -hmm. Testament, God the Spirit would would show up to d- hover over a person. Was, he was often said to be on a person um, or with a person. In the New Testament, we see that he comes to dwell in his people as markers mm-hmm. of their relationship with God the Father. So the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament would, would you know, he's, oh, he's with Saul. Oh, but now he's with David. And oh, he, oh and then he left Saul to come to David. Um, But in the New Testament, when he dwells in believers, he says he will never leave, never leave. So we see a shift in things post resurrection that tells us more of the story that shows us that that God is never going to leave his people. Mm -hmm. So um, this is that's the way that the Trinity works within themselves and the way that they work within humanity. Just a little bit of a teaser for you there.
0: No, that's great. And like way more than a teaser. It was amazing. Um I loved getting that breakdown and I think it's really important. And side note, so so thankful for Progressive Revelation. So thankful for it. I <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm so glad that God like you said I, that analogy of just the, you know the the dark room and then the light room, Old Testament, New Testament just really like struck a chord with me. And I'm so thankful that God did that. Like, I mean, one of my favorite verses, second Peter one, three talks about how God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. So like, yes. that's just another thing about progressive revelation. He's given us everything we need to know. I was doing a lesson for our middle school, middle school group on Sunday, a couple weeks ago, just talking about like, the, the basic beliefs about the Bible, just like inerrancy, inspiration, trustworthiness, all the things. And I'm like, you know, God doesn't lie. He's given us everything we need. He doesn't need to go back and correct Like, unlike us, we go back on our word, we lie, we make mistakes. God has never done that. And I think it's really awesome to see. And that's another thing, I'm sure, why you're so passionate about the Bible recap and helping people read through the Bible is so you can see that progressive revelation. I know that was kind of a tangent, but it just goes kind of hand in hand with this idea of the Spirit, too, that God is really like, we need to read from start to finish to see that entire picture of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> read it all. Yes. My pastor, my pastor who challenged me to read the Bible, said, "Let your eyes fall on every word, even the oh, genealogies." Yeah, <laughs> this is the word of God, and you can read your Bible in a year, in twelve minutes a day. Yeah, every, everybody has that time. <laughs> yeah, and totally. it's not cheating if it's not cheating if you listen to it. It's not cheating if you have the Bible app play it to you because for the bulk of human history, that's how most people consumed Scripture. Right. most people either couldn't read or didn't have access to a Bible on their own. And so it's not cheating to, I'm an auditory learner. So I, everybody go read your, I would love for you to join us with the Bible recap if you want to, but whatever plan you do, just read the Bible. It's the best.
0: Yes. Consume it. How any form, you know, Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah absolutely ah, such a good encouragement. Um, So I asked my friends on Instagram the other day, what questions they had about the Holy spirit. And again, we could do a whole episode on this, but I know you dive into it a lot in the study, but just as we close, one of the questions was how do we actually know that we have the Holy spirit living inside of us? Um, I, I wrote here in my notes here, as the Bible says, which is proof enough, but sometimes we wonder, okay, how do I actually know as a Christian, if the Holy Spirit is really inside of me, it's a weird concept to think of something inside of you. And then how do we also know if he's leading us a certain way? It it can be really complicated. And maybe, again, like you said, we relate to different per- persons of the Trinity, but sometimes the Holy Spirit is an ominous one. So any thoughts on that?
1: Yes. Um, so first of all, I would say, Scripture says that anyone who does not have the spirit of God does not belong to him. Yeah. And so if you are a child of God, you, you cannot be a Christian without having the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so every Christian has the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not leave. Um, so if you are a Christian, but you might say like, well, the question I'm asking is not really do I have the Holy Spirit, but am I a Christian?
0: Yeah. And that's good. so, yeah.
1: you know, 1 John 2, 3 says, by this, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments, if anyone says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, he is a liar. And the truth is not in him. And so the thing that we see in, from old Testament to new Testament is God calls us to obey him. God empowers us to obey him. We consistently fail. We consistently like, yep. you know, like we missed the mark. That's why we needed mm-hmm. Jesus. So, so what first John is not saying is you got to do it perfectly. And that's how I'll know. That's how you know that you know me is by nailing it by never, yeah. ever sinning. Or being selfish, or having a bad thought, or getting angry in traffic. Because if, if you do, then you don't know me. That's not the point of First John here. The point is, is uh, in Scripture, what we see is this desire to follow Him that we didn't have apart from Him. This mm. desire to know Him, and maybe it's a maybe it's a an intermittent desire. Maybe it's just like an occasional desire, and then maybe it starts increasing in desire. And what you start to see is this own progressive revelation in your own heart where progressively you desire him more, you walk with him more, you grow with him more, you fail with him more, and then you run to him when you fail. That when you sin, the spirit of God draws you back to him. That is his mercy to you. That you don't have to run from him when you sin. That you run to him when you sin. Mm. When you fail, you know that he has nailed it and you cannot. Yeah, You can't clean yourself up and that, and some of that is really, it doesn't, if it, if you're not in that space, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't know God. What it might mean is that you don't, uh, or that you don't have a relationship with God. What it might mean is that you don't really fully know him the way that he can help you know him. Yeah. Um, and as you, like, for example, um, I have a friend who, anytime that she like bumps into me, she apologizes. And I'm like, Hey, you don't have to like bumping. You didn't hurt me. You're not trying to offend me. And she's like, I'm so so sorry. And I'm like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Like I'm not mad about it. And (laughs) the, you know, like the more time that she spent around me, the less she apologizes for bumping into me because she finds out like, I'm actually not offended by that. I'm not hurt by it. You didn't sin against me. It's fine. And so, but it took her a while of being around me because apparently someone that she, has spent time with, would get angry when she would bump into them. But that's Mm -hmm. not me. And so the more you get to know God and the more you realize like, oh, I can go to him when I sin, then the more you're going to love him, the more you're going to go to him. And so ultimately it's like, if you're the person who's listening to this, if you're the listener who's like, oh, but I do sin and I don't go to God, I do run from him. It doesn't mean you're not a Christian. It just means he invites you to learn more about his character Mm
0: -hmm. so that you can
1: see that he's the God who, who pursues you when you sin. He's the God who comes after you to clothe you like he did with Adam and Eve. They ran and hid and he went to clothe them. Right. And he pursued them when they were hiding. And Jesus pursued us in our sin. Scripture says that uh, while we were still sinners, Mm -hmm. that's when he came, like at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. He didn't consider it the right time when we got our act together. He considered it the right time when we were at our worst. And so the more we read scripture and the more we learn about God's character, the more we're going to fall in love with him. And that is one of the things that is evidence of the spirit at work within us. He produces this spirit fruit in us that we don't have, you know, the fruit of the spirit means this is the fruit of the spirit is evidence of the spirit. This is the evidence of the spirit being in us. And so Tim Keller says, if you want to see how the spirit has been at work in your life, look back over the time in your relationship with the Lord, the past two, five, 10 years, whatever, do you see yourself being a more patient person? Do you see yourself being mm-hmm. uh, more gentle, having more self-control? Yeah. If so, that's not you. That's the spirit at work within you. Yeah. That's him building you up in these areas. That's evidence of him transforming you, conforming you to the image of his son. And so that is what happens in a relationship with God. And so I would say, look at the long range, look at the long term of your relationship with God um, and I believe you will see evidence of his work in your life. I think that most people who um, are questioning if they have the spirit, who are questioning if they are Christians legitimately Uh are some, maybe aren't. Um, But scripture says that we can know that we can have the assurance of faith and which is a, which is such a conundrum, like, or not a conundrum. It's such an interesting term, like the assurance of faith when faith is (laughs) the evidence of things hoped for, you know, like it's, it's yeah. Um, So, I, I think lean in, lean into your relationship with the Lord. What does your heart look like? Does your heart want him? Does your heart want to want him? You know? Um, and so exhibit a is my own life, which is, um, I grew up surrounded by scripture. I my family owns a Christian bookstore selling Bibles was my first job. I didn't read a Bible, uh, the whole way. I didn't read the Bible the whole way through until, you know, like a decade ago. And, um, I had access to all of it, but I didn't really want to read it. And the Mm -hmm. first time I tried to read through it, I didn't want to, but I wanted to want to. And I was like, how do I get from the want to want to to the want to? Sure. And so I just leaned into it. And there were some days that it was hard and there were some days I did not want to do it. And I just kept at it and I just kept doing it. And now do not give me a day without the word of God. Like Mm -hmm. I need it in my bones, in my ears, in my heart all the time. I've seen him transform me, but it didn't happen overnight. Right. And sometimes it was two steps forward and one steps back, one step back. So lean in there, lean in, hang in there, lean in <laughs> yeah. and keep pursuing, um, the God who's pursuing you.
0: Right, man. I Just listening to all that. I think we over some over complicated, right? Yeah. Like we think, okay, like, do I need to have this feeling? Do I need to have, I don't know, just something that we're like, okay, I'm not sure. And just to have yeah. that assurance of faith, mm-hmm. like you said, Fruit, getting to know the Lord, looking back at your life. I love that. You know, I actually haven't really thought about that a lot lately, is just looking back at the evidences of your life. I -hmm. think some of us can be too self um, condemning, condescending, and be like, well, just overall. I'm like, but now look at the way that the Lord is progressively sanctifying you. Um, Yeah. And just focus on that. And honestly, I think. (laughs) it just puts it a lot into perspective for us and for me it just it just simplifies it because i think a lot of us who question whether we are in the faith whether we do have the Holy Spirit are just looking for these things that God never really said we need to look for. When he said, just look for that fruit, look for, are you really, did you actually accept me? Did you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's what it is. So like, thank you for like, just reminding us and like telling us (laughs) it's straight, you know, I think we need that reminder. And there's so much more in the study that we both want to encourage you to be a part of because I loved it, went through it a while ago, and um, I know Tara Lee is so passionate about it. But man, this is this is vital to our relationship with Christ. Like we keep saying, if we don't know the God we serve, if we don't know the God that we've given our life to, the Savior that died for us, then what's the point? Like, I mean, you, you can't. And the more that you know and the more you're going to love him, and the more you love him, the more you're going to want to live for him and obey him. Just a beautiful trickle effect. So,
1: absolutely.
0: Man, uh, Tara Lee, you're such a blessing. Thank you. Thank you for coming on here and giving us just this wisdom on, um, sometimes a seemingly daunting and intimidating idea of the Trinity. But, um, before we close, uh, because people are, I'm sure curious, cause there's even much more than we covered in the study. Why don't you go ahead and share, um, where people can find the Bible study, where they can find you online or what you're doing, the Bible recap, all the things so that they can get connected with you after this.
1: Yeah. Well, the Bible study is available anywhere you buy books. So if you're an Amazon person, if you're a local Christian bookstore person, um, you can find that wherever. And the Bible recap is also available in a lot of those spaces. I found out the Bible recap. We just got picked up by Target, I think, and uh, Ah. Sam's Club, Target and Sam's Club. So very exciting. Um, And obviously Christian bookstores as well. I'm a big, as a, as a person who grew up in a Christian bookstore, whose family still owns one, I'm a big proponent of shopping local, if you can, mm-hmm. um, but it is available online as well. And you can find me at Tara Lee Cobble on Instagram. Uh, that's my platform of choice right now. Um, and the Bible Recap is on Instagram as well. And if you want to start reading through the Bible with us, and you know you do, come on, join us. Um, oh, yeah. We have, <laughs> uh, you can go to thebiblerecap.com forward slash start or just go to the Bible recap.com and click the start link, and it'll give you all the info that you need. You can even start with the New Testament plan if you want to. That's a 92-day plan. So you don't have to do the full 365 right out of the gate. But if you want yeah. to, we'd love that. I love oh. to help people read, understand, and love the Bible. Yeah, so. and
0: man, I mean, you guys pack so much into the resources, but I promise you guys, being someone who went through it, it's not intimidating. I mean, when she says 92 days or 365 days, it sounds crazy, but it's really not. It's digestible day by day. My mm-hmm. husband's actually going through the, the book version right now, mm-hmm. um, for the first time, and he's loving it. It's the beautiful okay. leather edition, by the way. So it's
1: just oh beautiful. yeah, um, <laughs> limited edition. Get it while it's hot. Oh
0: yeah. So it's it's just been a blessing, and I know to so many people. So I will have all of that linked in the show notes. People can go follow you and go get go be a part of learning the Bible and knowing and loving and living for him. So again, friend Tara Lee, thank you so much for being here. You're a blessing. Thanks for having me. It was so encouraging from my heart. I just felt like I was sitting down at a coffee with a friend, but also like Bible school. So thank you.
1: Thanks. And thanks to all your listeners who've listened this far. Cheers to you guys for sticking in there this long.
0: Oh, yeah. It's heavy, but it's all good. It's all good.